Today's topics: pheasant feathers, quicksilver, and awakening of the dragon. Episode six: Menoul de Bazelaire, director of the cultural patrimony of Hermès. I'm arriving in anticipation as I take you to one of the most secret places of 24 Faubourg, the museum. I'm expected by the master of this hidden realm. Menoul de Bazelaire, who everyone here calls Menoul. I heard she knows all the stories and all the gossip too. Here she is. Let's head towards the main staircase. Here we are in the stairs, like in a theater. And uh, definitely, there was a beautiful story with an actress, a very famous actress and singer. She was uh, known as Miss Tinguette. And um, she just went to the, the store, even if it was on work, uh, to buy uh, special bags made for her performance. And uh, she asked to the salesman to put the bags along the stairs for a kind of rehearsal. And suddenly came the king of Belgium, Leopold, the king of Belgium. And he was fascinated by this beautiful lady uh, inaugurating the stairs. And she asked, can you introduce me to the lady, please? Uh, we don't know what ha did happen between the king and the actress. That's the mystery of um, the, um, the bedroom, you know. <laughs> In French, we said the secret of the alcove. If you continue the stairs, you uh, arrive to uh, this other theater, I mean uh, Mr. Hermes' private collection. So now we are in a quite silent room, very different from the very uh, busy uh, store. The store is like a bee's hive. And uh, this room is um, a grotto for silence and mystery. It's a kind of Alibaba's cave, uh, treasure trove, where Emile Hermès, uh, the chairman of the company at the turn of the 19th and the 20th century, he was a man of the 19th century, born in the 19th century, but uh, he's the one who created uh, the future of Hermès. He wanted to go there just to dream, Uh, I need, uh, we all, all of us, we need a place for dreaming. To get into his kingdom, his Alibaba's cave, Mr. Hermes did uh, imagine a kind of uh, handle with the symbol of the horse just cut in the middle, like inviting us to visit his kingdom of the horse, the kingdom of the horse. And uh, like in the old uh, fairy tale, there is always a dragon to keep uh, the secret of the grotto, of the cave. Um, for Hermes, the horse is like the dragon keeping the secret. Th this room is um, between uh, light and shadow like in a dream, like always in a dream. 
because uh, here we have um, an encounter with a kind of, um, one can say, ghost, or uh, one can say, mysterious friend from the past and from all around the world. One is entering into this room. Uh, we can imagine uh, like a long uh, boat, uh, maybe because there is a lot of wood. For me, it uh, reminds me of uh, images of the Noah's Ark. Spontaneously, we, we want to imagine this place, this room, uh, like the memory of Hermès, the forest of memory, because it has something to do with the forest. Sometimes I think with the jungle, because there are so many things everywhere. Some of them are like um, going from another world. This big um, rocking horse um, did belong to the family, the Hermes family. Uh, it, it, it has been now six generations of the family who used to play with the horse. Here one can see a photograph of the founder of Hermès, uh, Mr. Thierry Hermès. Um, his story is uh, worth uh, to be told because um, he was born on the left bank of the Rhine River, so now it's Germany. But when he was born in 1801, this part of um, Germany was French. It was a conquest of the French Revolution. And Thierry Hermès, uh, till the age of 14 years old, was under the domination of the French people. He used to learn the Marseillaise, to sing the Marseillaise at school. And he used to learn to speak French. And uh, it was for him, as a child, the beginning of a long-lasting dream of knowing France. And um, probably at the age of 20, he left his um, homeland and the legend is told that he walked from Krefeld to Paris uh, because he was not rich enough to have um, a horse, neither a carriage. He arrived in Paris around um, 1822, um, um, 23. He started to settle as a harness maker on the boulevard des Capucines, uh, not far from here, from the Faubourg Saint-Honoré, uh, near the Madeleine Church. Uh, we are in the year 1837, and uh, this activity of the harness maker devoted to dress elegant horses of Paris was strongly attractive for a young man as uh, Thierry Hermès was. It requires a lot of energy and also a lot of envy to innovate, to improve, to develop new ideas for the horse. The youngest son of Thierry Hermès, Charles Émile, uh, moved for this address, 24 Saint-Honoré, in the year 1880, just because the transformation of Paris, the modern Paris. So Charles-Emile um, did choose the address of the 24 Faubourg Saint-Honoré in the year 1880. At first, he was only renting this little uh, house uh, whose last floor was 
exactly in the room uh, where we are now. Um, this is the reason why we have the feeling of being in an attic. It was really the last floor. At the time when uh, the third generation, Emile Maurice, uh, decided to take the reins of the company, uh, his eldest brother and his sister didn't want to imagine a future for this company. The horse was uh, saying uh, goodbye, farewell to a capital like Paris. It was a vision of Emile Hermès uh, that the horse was uh, not leaving us uh, completely. He became the last companion able to uh, create this um, thread between nature and culture. From time to time, I love to hear uh, these bells used for horses on the road. It's essential to hear if another carriage, a big coach, a male coach, is coming in front of, of you. It has been for a long, long time the sound of the road. The creative people for Hermes, I mean the designer and mainly the scarf designer, but uh, any creative for Hermes is invited to come here and uh, to have the chance uh, to uh, have an encounter, a personal encounter, a strong encounter most of the time with one object, one book. For example, this uh, quite uh, strange, amazing object um, that is a walking stick made once in Germany, probably in the late 18th century, and uh, that can be uh, transformed into a parasol, a kind of um, umbrella to protect from the sun, entirely covered with pheasant feather, um, put on a silk uh, parasol. The um, topic chosen by a young designer uh, who came for the first time in, in this uh, room in the Emile Hermès uh, office and museum, he directly came to this uh, parasol and suddenly I was able to read in his eyes that something happened. It became the source of inspiration for a wonderful scarf. He called the scarf uh, the magic umbrella, uh, l'ombrelle magique. Chilean spurs. Uh, if you look at them, they are uh, like a sun with a lot of beans all around. But suddenly, if you make them uh, turn, one can hear this beautiful sound that lasts for a while in the air. And for me, it's, it has something magic. <laughs> Uh, once you uh, cross this room, uh, most of the time you break your vision of an Hermes very classical, uh, very serious, because here we are in another world and uh, I think it's a very playful place, a very funny one uh, that has something to do with childhood spirit. Here we, we can uh, have the feeling that to waste time is to win time. <laughs>
This uh, little door that is a fake uh, library, uh, it tricks your eyes, <laughs> uh, is reputed to have been uh, used by Emile Hermès uh, to sneak away at lunchtime between 11 and 12, between 11 and noon, uh, to, to go to the auction house uh, not far from here, about 20-25 minutes walking from here, just to see before the auction in the afternoon, uh, new objects, new artifacts for his collection. And he was uh, already uh, gone uh, when his secretary uh, was asked to uh, tell to the visitor entering by the main uh, door, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Hermes is not anymore in his office. And Mr. Hermes was sneaking away like uh, Quicksilver, Quicksilver actually was his nickname, um, go going to Drouot. We continue our visit <laughs> uh, to discover the next um, rooms. Here we are in the second part of the uh, collection. Uh, these uh, rooms, there are four uh, rooms, were added to the original collection, uh, the original office uh, of Emile Hermès, four years ago. It's a strong sign. It's, uh, it, it, it shows that the collection is uh, alive. But it's a never-ending story of uh, Hermès today, like yesterday, gathering... Uh, uh, objects from uh, the past and from uh, all over the world because the more we want to create and this is the main concern for MS to create, to, uh, to add to the story of uh, beauty at the service of the movement of humankind. I remember at first I was really wondering uh, what will I do here, how I can be useful and um, uh, with the time uh, maybe I think uh, my role is um, to uh, take care of uh, these um, uh, objects um, like um, a nurse. Part of my function is also uh, to hunt treasure for this collection, but always with uh, the help of the family. It's very important to keep to this collection the spirit of Emile Hermès, the, the one who started this collection, the spirit of a family. Uh, the Faubourg for me is really a house and with the notion of house, you uh, immediately uh, think of human being with a beating heart. We always uh, wait for a new fairy tale. So we are like a child at Christmas. What a journey! Could have listened to her for hours. Menu is such a good storyteller. <laughs> you get it? Okay, forget it. <clears throat> now, how do we get out? Um, this way, maybe? No. It's locked. That way. Oh, yes, it's open. But it's a closet. Gee, what's going on? The walls are moving. Menu, are you there? Menu? Oh no, a hidden passage. This was no joke then. 24 Faubourg is really like Hogwarts. A tout de suite. 